right. Hi, everybody. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't work if your microphone's on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Well, you're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. And sweating. Yes. And sweating profusely. through their shorts. Yes. <laughs> My name is Carrie. And I'm Kay. Uh, and it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, it's everybody. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. All right. And I'm having In red wine. House, at least. I'm having white wine. <laughs> and it's almost gone. <laughs> I'm going to finish it right now. Ah, mm. <sighs> So good. That's why I'm warm. Uh, I haven't had alcohol in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) My tolerance is very low. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Very low. Uh Which is nice. My wine goes a lot further now. Good. It's also, um, I don't have a shot today because I'm breastfeeding. But um, I will say this. It is about to be um, rattlesnake season. Oh, yes. Yeah, no. You know, right? Yes. Right? <laughs> oh. So uh, I actually said that to Josh earlier. I was like, you know what you should do tomorrow? <laughs> Since you're still working remotely, <laughs> is uh, you should go get us a rattlesnake kit. Yes. Because it's, uh, it's that time of year for that uh, deliciously warming chocolate coffee deliciousness. <laughs> You'll have to mm-hmm. have him make me one when I come visit you guys next Sunday. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I need to confirm that with uh, my friend because I know they're coming. I think they're coming Saturday. But anyway, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, we're being safe, everyone. Yes. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So what's bringing you joy real quick? Real quick, what's bringing me joy is baking cookies. Yes. And eating all of them and saying fuck it until New Year's. (laughs) It's my daughter's first Christmas, and I don't give a shit. We're about to move. I'm stressed as fuck, and I want my house filled with beautiful things, but it's filled with clutter because we're also building furniture to sell. So I am just, like, holing up in my bedroom and holing up in the living room, (laughs) painting anytime I get a chance, painting furniture anytime I get a chance, and throwing sugar cookies in the oven and covering them with frosting and shoving them in my face. (laughs) And the scale can suck it. (laughs) I feel that. I haven't <laughs> been on a, on the scale in, like, months. I don't really want to. Um, nope. Kind of My scared. pants are telling me all that I need to know. <laughs> I don't need a scale. Yeah, my doctor, so I, for... um, I have to go see my endocrinologist soon, and he's about to be really not happy with me. Um, you know what? He can suck it, too. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's quarantine Christmas. Yeah. Eat as many cookies as you want. <laughs> but yeah. <gasps> well. What about you? Well, um, I have started sewing again. I'm working. Yeah, I'm, that's cool. I'm working on a quilt right now. I found some really cute fabric at Walmart and decided I wanted to start sewing again, so... I love it. Yeah, that's bringing me a lot of joy. 
I really wish we weren't doing this furniture thing because then I could bake and cross-stitch and snuggle with my baby, and that would just be my life. Oh, But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine. It'll all be done in like a day, but it's fine. Yeah. So, I just want it out. There's like tumbleweeds of dog hair everywhere. Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) And uh, I hate it. So, (laughs) I really need, we're trying to get like all the stuff out to the old, like to the new house. Yeah. But, you know, it's been two days since the trip was made and there's, there's, there's still Christmas boxes. Yeah. Empty decoration boxes everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys closed on it already or? No, not yet. Mm. We're just, we know that it's there and, you know, Josh's aunt owns the house and she doesn't live there. So Mm -hmm. we're just moving stuff into the basement. So that it's easier when the time does come to move. You know? Yeah. All of our shit is there. And we can unpack stuff that's been in storage for three years and actually decorate our house with it again. And Nice. Instead of, you know, I mean, instead of running all this stuff back to the shed, it doesn't really make sense when it's going to go in the basement anyway. You know what I mean? So we're just kind of like yeah. skipping a step. <laughs> and I just don't want it in my house because I don't want to look at it. I'm not like fully decorating the tree. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't want to have to fiddle with all the little ornaments when we go to move, and I'll fully decorate next year, and we'll have, like, three or four trees. It'll be awesome. Oh, um, nice. So I'm just doing, like, yeah, I'm just doing, like, you know, like, we'll have a tree in each bedroom, we'll have a tree in the front room, and a tree in the living room, because I have enough ornaments for that, truly, (laughs) both of us do. (laughs) But, um, you know, we've never had a house big enough for that, so I'm just going to do, like, a few, like, red and silver balls on the tree and call it quits, so that we don't have to... You know, worry about breaking anything or... Yeah. Trying to rush to get all the ornaments back off the tree since we're going to move, so... Yeah. And we need to... There's a little tree over there. Josh is, like, hell-bent on Remy's first Christmas being at the new house for some reason. I don't really understand why. <sighs> I guess it's for the for the videos, but, you know, yeah. like, he was like, there's a little tree over there. We should decorate it and have her first Christmas... Have Christmas morning there. And I was just like, I really Aww. don't want to go anywhere on Christmas morning, but you're cute. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be like, oh, you're so cute, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't f- I can't say no, though. I mean, Christmas is his favorite, so. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm. And we finally reached our goal of how much we wanted saved, and he was like, well, let's do all this Christmas stuff now. And I was like, we're not doing that. We <laughs> still have, like... <laughs> A kid to pay off, and... (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I don't want anything. Stop. You're not buying me anything for Christmas. Unless you buy... Buy me Mulan on DVD. (laughs) And Little Women, and and call it quits. I don't don't want anything. The only... Especially because we're going to have to move it, you know? I might, like... I, I haven't even spent my grandma money. I'm, like, to the point now as an adult where, like, I just want to hang out with everyone and eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want anyone to get me anything for Christmas anymore. Really. Like, throw me a gift card or something like that if you want. Like, if you must. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. Like, I've got this hundred bucks from my grandma, and I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't want to, I don't know. <laughs> I might buy a pair of shoes. I might break down and buy a pair of Rothy's finally. Yeah. Because I do need a good pair of flats. That is something that has been crippling me lately. 
wardrobe wise because I just like buy the cheap ones, you know, and then they're not comfortable and then I don't wear them. And so they're just yeah. as much of a waste of money as an expensive pair of shoes. So I might as well just spend the money and get a nice pair that'll last. Yeah. That are actually comfortable, that are aware. <sighs> I, I need, just can't find the promo code for them. So <laughs> I need to get some new shoes. I need some boots and I need some good flats. Um, there you go. But the only thing I'm asking for for Christmas is a sewing machine and this neat little um, gummy bear making kit that I saw at Walmart. What? Yeah, it's like ten. A gummy bear making kit? Yes, it's $10. It's boozy gummy bears. So, like, there are some that are, like, mojito flavored and, like, all this other stuff. And it comes with, like, a silicone mold that you can reuse. And I love That's gummy really bears, cool. and I can make gummy bears whenever I want, uh, which is probably That's not the best. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that's a terrible plan, Kay. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> I want some bougie sure. gummy bears. I think that will be fun. That would be fun. Oh, goodness. Oh. <sighs> I'm excited. I'm. I just. I want all this stuff out so that I can start wrapping presents. I've got a big old pile of stuff for Remy in there. I've got stuff for my family, and I just want to go through the present. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Is to get all the presents out and wrap them all pretty and get them under the tree and then like enjoy it. I like to get it done early so I can like enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a while, you get to see it under there for a while. We still haven't decorated am, our tree. We need to. I. <laughs> I am missing my tree skirt, and I can't find the Santa set thing that I got last year oh, no. when I found out I was pregnant. I got like a Santa plate and a little mug that says milk and cookies, you know? No. And I have no idea where they are. So that's fun. But whatever. I'm sure we'll find everything after we move and go through everything in the house, but <laughs> yeah, still. Oh, goodness. All right. Well. Oh, are we taking a shot? <laughs> uh, um sure okay i don't have one Mm -hmm. but you can go for it yep (laughs) okay guys (laughs) all right everyone grab your shot Mm -hmm. one two three go i'm cheering for all of you i'm here in spirit (laughs) that was not great with peanut butter (laughs) yeah i'm sure yours was warm yeah Because we talked for a long time. Yep. Oops. I've also been sitting here eating peanut butter crackers trying to not be dizzy. Yum. Um. (laughs) I love peanut butter crackers. Me too. It's the simple joys in life. Yes. When we get finished here, I'm going to go make myself a big old bowl of chili. Ooh, yum. I I made chili the other night. And I got like in this zone. I mixed up. I mixed up sugar cookies. I mixed up homemade macaroni and cheese for the following evening. I made a whole pot of chili. Like, I was just in the zone, and Remy was not having it in her swing, so I strapped her to my chest, and I was like, we're doing this, babe. (laughs) And we got it done. It was awesome. I I am sending you a picture of what I made last night. It's a HelloFresh meal, but I added tilapia. Uh, I made lemon pepper tilapia. It's like a Mediterranean uh, couscous bowl with chickpeas and it was so oh, that good so good yeah oh that puppy's so cute isn't he he's so precious is he an Aussie? yes <gasps> i love
love Aussies. Yes. And um, Hammy needs an Aussie friend after we move <laughs> so that they can play with each other. My friend who got him, um, her her aunt had another one um, that she was going to sell for like $150. And I really thought about it. But I was like, I can't justify oh that. Oh, my God, Kay. No, you can't. No, I can't. But he was so cute. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh my God! You and your pets. I know. You have enough pets. Oh no, I I'm aware. Um, okay. <laughs> my dog bit the shit out of me today. I'm she's been a little shit lately. That's not surprising. She's getting super old. Yeah, she's um, she was not having it. My mom was giving her a haircut today, and uh, I was trying to help by holding her up, and she bit the shit out of both of us. Um. Oh. Yeah. Star. Yeah. And Stevie's been kind of pissy too, which has been fun. But everyone needs to get off the piss bug. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> uh. Fuck off! It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I I kept having Speaking to. Speaking of dogs. Oh yeah. What. You- uh, I kept having to tell him to go get his laundry out of the dryer so I could dry mine yesterday, and he was shaking his Santa list at me. I'm like, yeah, you need to go get your laundry out of the dryer so he'll come. I'm sorry? <laughs> Santa's not coming, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think Santa's coming? Uh, Santa's you coming. You think Santa's coming if you just shake your list of shit you want in my face instead of doing your chores? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, man. Recognize. Okay. So, this week, we are talking... Speaking of dogs, <laughs> this week, we are talking about... Um, service animals. Yeah, service animals. ESAs. Super cute things. Mm-hmm. Sweet and cuddle, sweet, sweet cuddles. Because mm-hmm. everyone needs it. Yes. <laughs> um, so my, uh, my article is from history.com. Okay. Um, which is, uh, really, f- it was, I don't know, I found it the most concise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh. So let's see. It was written by Jenny Cohen, uh, published August 11th, uh, no, August 8th, 2011. I am apparently dyslexic when I have had wine. Um, <laughs> and it was updated in August of 2018. So um, it's called Assistance Dogs, Learning New Tricks for Centuries. So I thought this one was really cool. Um, so prehistoric humans began taming wolves at least 15,000 years ago, transforming dangerous pack Yes, transforming dangerous pack predators into loyal companions and creating spe- specialized dog breeds for di- for different tasks. Um, in another version of this story, wolves engineered their own domestication after tasting the bounty of campsite living. I find that <laughs> bullshit, but sure. Um, <laughs> but when exactly man's best friend came to became an aid to people with disabilities and other challenges remains a mystery. The early evidence of such partnerships, a, fresc- a fresco in which a blind man is led by his dog, um, discovered amid the ruins of the ancient Roman city Hercu- Herculaneum? Huh. Sure. Uh, that dates back to the first century AD. So that could be... that I, I, I 
would swear that that wasn't the first time that it happened. So I'm sure it was happening long before that. And it just happened to be depicted at that point. Someone was being progressive and they were like, let's, you know, represent the disabled as well. Mm-hmm. Um, high five to that Roman. Um, <laughs> European wood carvings and Chinese scroll paintings from the Middle Ages also depict similar scenes. So that's pretty cool. Um, in the 17 f- in the 1750s, the earliest systematic instruction of guide dogs as helpers of the visually impaired are known, um, and they took place in Paris in a hospital for the blind. Oh, so that's pretty cool. I just I never realized it was that long. Yeah, you know me saying? neither. I guess I thought it was I like mean, relatively recent that we got ESAs. Yeah, me too. Um, so here's the thing. Yes, you're correct. Actually, we're both right because um. As, even though this has been happening for thousands of years, literally thousands of years, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like recognized as an official thing until very recently. Okay. So, um, okay. So several decades later, a blind Austrian man named Josef Reisinger <laughs> um, trained a Spitz and later a poodle so well that others thought he was faking his disability. Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. Dogs are the best, <laughs> and we don't deserve them. We do not. Oh, goodness gracious. Right, puppy? <laughs> Puppies are the best. We just do our best, and we love it. I, um, it's all our favorite. Also, just FYI, bring your dog inside when it's fucking cold. Yes. You dicks. All right. Um, I started... I'm speaking to my neighbor, and I know she doesn't listen. I'm just venting. <laughs> I started uh, following this person on TikTok who, um, I'm not going to go into her whole story, but she um, makes homemade food for her dogs. And it like looks cool, like I a, used to do that. Yeah. It looks like a stew and it looks really good mm-hmm. actually. Um, yeah. But I used to do that for Hammy because he had, uh, we didn't know it, but he had a parasite, like an intestinal parasite when we adopted him. Oh. And so he like had a really hard time keeping food down. So I was making his food for him. When we first got him, and then we finally took him to the vet again, because I was like, this isn't right. He's, like, he can't even keep the homemade stuff down. (laughs) Oh, poor buddy. (laughs) Yeah, it was really bad. My poor little baby. So, uh, yeah, we took him to the vet and got that fixed, and then we did homemade food for, like, another year, and then we started mixing it with regular food, and then we switched over to this really good food that he's on now. Good. I think, like, if I ever get a dog again in the future, I want to, like, home make their food. Oh, yeah. It's really easy. And it just, like, you just kind of, like, put it on the stove and let it reduce for a long time. Yeah. And it, like, plumps up the rice. And then you can, um, you can freeze it in, like, little balls. Ooh. That are, like, portioned properly. And then you just microwave that in the morning and give it to them. Oh. When it's time to eat. Yeah. Yep. So you portion it particularly for your dog and its weight. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah. you just freeze it in that portion. And then it makes it really easy. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to know. You just do it like every couple weeks or so is what I did it. So I tried to make enough to last me like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it takes up like your whole stove. <laughs> 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 but it's like, you know, it's... Uh, you get... I don't know. I found... I had a really good recipe. I'll find the recipe and send it to you. Awesome. But... And like you get like really good peace of mind. You know exactly what's in your dog's food and... Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And there's a... Uh, 
there's and you can tailor it to exactly what your dog needs and stuff so you can um like hammy really needs stuff that's good for his skin and he has a sensitive stomach so um uh, the blend he's on right now which i don't make but the blend he's on right now has salmon in it and um it's salmon based for the meat and it has pumpkin in it and eggs Ooh. for his uh to keep his skin and his coat soft yeah so you can kind of tailor it tailor it that way so you can google recipes that are like my dog has this this and this like what's the best homemade thing for them and then you can kind of cross-reference and find a recipe that works for you and it's great oh i love it you can give them all the veggies they need and <sighs> yeah all their essential stuff i <laughs> when i started working full-time I, I i couldn't do it anymore yeah um, and also i mean we got his stomach stabilized so i didn't i didn't feel the need but um, you know, as he gets a little older, we might switch back. Yeah. It definitely, they have such good energy. And it, you can, again, you can really tailor it, especially if you have a purebred. They tend to have more sensitive stomachs and like more more um, specific needs. So you can really make sure you're tailoring that recipe. Yeah. My sweet boy. I love you, buddy. He's just laying over there sleeping on the couch. No. He picked his head up a second ago when I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky did that earlier when I caught him just pouting by his igloo. Oh, it was so cute. He's just a grumpy old man. Uh, all right, we're about to have a lot of Austrian names. Are you excited? Yes. Okay, another Austrian, Johann Wilhelm Klein, (laughs) Johann Wilhelm Klein, founder of the Institute for the Training of the Blind in Vienna. Published one of his of the first manuals for coaching guide dogs in 1819. Oh wow! He recommended poodle. Yeah, he recommended poodles and shepherds as the breeds most suited to the task. Uh, I agree because they're the fucking smartest. Yeah. Um, and he advocated for the use of the special harness paired with a paired with a pole. So the harness and the pole has been around since the 1800s. Wow. Yeah. I literally, I really didn't think this was a thing until very lately (laughs) until like the 90s yeah that's funny the modern guide the modern guide dog movement originated in germany after world war one which had left thousands of soldiers blinded usually by mustard gas yeah according to some accounts yeah i mean it makes sense according to some accounts a doctor named gerard stalling briefly left his german shepherd while uh while visually impaired sorry a doctor named gerard briefly left his German shepherd with a visually impaired patient while making the rounds at a veteran's hospital. Upon his return, he noticed that the dog had become particularly protective of the young man. Oh. Of course he did, because dogs are the best. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) Stalling happened to be president of the German Ambulance Association, which during the war had trained hundreds of collies to track down wounded soldiers because dogs are the best for everything. Carrie, um... They also carried messages and performed other duties on the front lines because dogs are the best. <laughs> around nineteen, around nineteen sixty, I could never watch a documentary about this because I would bawl my fucking eyes out. Around nineteen sixteen, he tasked the organization with retraining these dogs and assigning them to blind veterans, so they didn't have to retire. They could keep working, which is all dogs want. Yes. They all just want their little jobs. Um, <laughs> though Stallings' program shut down within a decade, the, in 1923, the German Shepherd Dog Association opened a training center in Potsdam that produced 4,000 guide dogs for both veterans and civilians by 1930. Holy shit. Yes. 
The school piqued the curiosity, the curiosity of Dorothy Harrison Eustace, a wealthy American who, in the 1920s, began breeding and teaching police dogs for the Swiss Army. After visiting Potsdam, observing training exercises there, and following a blind man as he deftly navigated busy streets with his dog at his side, because dogs are the best, he, she described her experiences in an October 1927 issue of, of the Saturday Evening Post. Eustace ended her lengthy piece with an impassioned endorsement of the German guide, uh, guide dog model, writing, quote, No longer dependent on a member of the family, a friend, or a paid attendant, the blind can once more take up their normal lives as nearly um, as, nearly as possible from where they left off. See, and, and that's and super each- important. Exactly, and each can begin to, can begin or go back to a wage earning occupation, secure in the knowledge that he can get to and from his work safely and without cost. Yeah, that crowds and traffic have no longer any terrors for him, and that his evenings can be spent among friends without responsibility or burden to them. Yeah, and last but far from least, that long healthful walks are now possible to exercise off that unhealthy fat of inactivity and so keep the body strong and fit. Gentlemen, again, without reservation, I give you the shepherd dog, unquote. I mean, that's huge because you don't have to, again, like, it's a dog. You just have, like, the pay, the responsibilities of a pet owner. Yeah. You're not having to pay someone a full living wage to help you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You're not having to, like, pay a full-time caregiver. Yeah, which we is... Could help get other people with physical disabilities to that to that level, I mean, we'd be set. Yeah. You know? I mean, people need jobs, but also, like, people with disabilities need to not have that extra expense as well. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be expensive to be disabled. It's not your fault. No. No. It's not. (laughs) Unless you were holding a firecracker in your butt cheeks. No, (laughs) it's not your fault. (laughs) Looking at you, neighbor. Um... (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad we're moving. Um, almost immediately, Eustace received an enthusiastic letter from Morris Frank, a blind 19-year-old from Tennessee. Aww. Quote, thousands of blind like me abhor being dependent on others, unquote, he wrote. Um, quote, help me and I will help them. Train me and I will bring back my dog and show people how here how a blind man can, absol- can be absolutely on his own, unquote. That's amazing! Um, the following year, Frank traveled fr- to Switzerland and returned home with a canine companion, Buddy. <sighs> Mobbed by fascinated reporters, he sent a one-word telegram to the woman who had helped grant him his newfound independence. Quote, success. Oh. Unquote. In 1929, Eustace and Frank founded the first American guide dog school, which they called the Seeing Eye. Oh! Five years later, the Guide Dogs for the Blind Association was founded in England. In the ensuing decades, training centers cropped up in many, many countries around the world, while in the United States, additional guide dog schools opened from coast to coast. Today, assistance dogs help people with a wide range of challenges, from visual and hearing impairments to epilepsy, autism, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2009... International Assistance Dog Week was created to recognize and honor those hardworking animals and their trainers, as well as to raise awareness of how they have transformed countless lives. That's so amazing! Literally over here crying. That's adorable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the ones that help people with, um, 
with uh like seizures yeah because they're so intuitive and they just know they come in like they put their chin on their lap or something like that and they know and then the person can get comfortable so they don't like fall and bang their head and bust their face open yeah also important yeah important to note if uh if a service animal comes up to you without a human you fucking follow it because that means someone is having a seizure and they are alone and they need help trouble yes exactly exactly also do not fucking pet a service animal when they are working no they're working and that's rude <laughs> let them do their job leave people alone oh goodness gracious all right so that's my segment oh that was wonderful and it was short but I thought it was succinct, and we didn't need to go on for hours about this. Yeah, no, uh, um, this is going to be a shorter episode, uh, especially because yeah, we may revisit it. Yeah. because when we do other, when we do some of these other disorders, we'll, we'll probably revisit this this topic again. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Yeah. I want, I want my. I want a. I want Hammy trained in anxiety or whatever. That would be lovely. You need you need a PTSD dog. I really do. I like I've genuinely been thinking about it a lot. Um Yeah. I like I want one for P- PTSD, anxiety, depression. All of that. Yeah. Yes. Mama needs help. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that would be the best solution for you. And then you could take your puppy everywhere. Yes. I'm going to do oh, it. I wish I could take my puppy everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to do oh it. Oh, my gosh. If I could take Hammy to work, the store would, like, triple in business. <laughs> <laughs> because he's adorable. It would. I really miss your animals. He would be He would be an amazing therapy dog, too. I've seriously thought about getting him trained to be a therapy dog for, like, years. And just I just haven't done it. <laughs> Because I don't know how, and I'm sure it costs thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. But it would be awesome. I mean, we just haven't been in the position to pay that much money, so um, maybe in the future it would be awesome. Yeah. And then we could travel to, we could, you know, travel to nursing homes or hospitals and help make people's days better. Yeah. Which is all I want in life, honestly. Me too. Is to help make people's days a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Shall we take a break? Yeah. All right. And we back. We're back. So I have some adorable stories. Um, I'm so excited. If you hear my dog in the background, it's because I'm in my living room recording because my husband and baby are asleep in the bedroom together. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think I'm going to start with this from this one. It's from uh, petful.com by melissa smith and it was posted december 8th 2016 uh so literally almost four years ago to the day um nice yeah so this is four service dog stories that will warm your heart some of these are a little sad so i wanted to save my happier article for last um but these are super short um okay so Service dogs help people function in daily life and offer companionship to boot. Um, with the holidays upon us. Yes, because they're the best. They are. With the holidays upon us. You need a service hamster. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what my fucking <laughs> Russian dwarf hamster was supposed to be, and then he turned out to be a cunt. Um, yes, he was a cunt. <laughs> Hamsters are cunts. They you are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I, I took him back and got a guinea pig. Um, Who is adorable, yeah. and then filled your house with mites. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> Everyone be aware yes. before you buy that adorable guinea pig. <laughs> they may have mites, especially if you and get them from take Petco. take precautions. Yeah. Yes, take precautions accordingly. Yes. Uh, take them to the vet they immediately. They dormant mites. Yeah. And then infect your other clean hamster. Clean- no, she's not a hamster. Your other <laughs> clean guinea pig and make all her hair fall out. I felt so bad for her. Oh, my God. I know poor snow (laughs) i still have nightmares about that i felt like the worst mother in the world oh it's not your fault though you know it's not your fault but i totally get it because that's how i feel i've hamlet's gotten fleas a couple times just because it's bad Mm -hmm. it was really bad in bowling green and we also had um a uh quote unquote roommate who was bringing them into the house continuously Mm -hmm. so that was fun um but yeah i felt like the worst and then we kicked her out and it went away but yeah it's yeah. just ugh, it's just one of those things or you know when he turned up with just a cut open ear and oh. i was like i literally never take my eyes off you how did this happen <laughs> ugh. i remember Eat your food, that buddy. i know there's not coconut on it <laughs> um okay stack so. up a little butt <laughs> <I love> you <laughs> No, he's nosing it away. Ah! You're such a turd. <laughs> I'll put coconut on it later. Give me a minute. <laughs> uh, with the holidays upon us, it's the perfect time to reflect on what's really important. Life can be extra challenging for people who need service dogs to function. All of a sudden, I'm stuffed up. I took my allergy medicine. What the fuck? Um, Honey. <laughs> Do you have anxiety allergies? <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> the role of service dog, the role of the service dog is critical in their lives. These dogs soothe, aid, and alert their humans, and sometimes even save lives. For some feel-good cheer, let's take a look at how the following service dogs have helped change lives. Uh, so the first one uh, is named Tornado. Um... <laughs> And tornado. He's so cute. He's a golden is retriever. He a tornado of is he a tornado of fluffs? Yes. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh. Fuck. Stop. Um, the young son of Shana Niehaus has autism. Parents with children on the autism spectrum know how challenging and heartbreaking this condition can be. Um. Shayna's son had difficulty allowing anyone to touch him, making daily activities such as dressing, washing, and even hugging an ordeal for both mother and son. Aww. But the arrival of Tornado brought the family some much-needed hope. <sighs> it's worth every Stop fu- crying <laughs> and read the story! I'm trying! <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's worth every fight for services for my son, every diagnosis, every new provider, Every dollar spent, every paper filled out, every school meeting, every shed tear, every step forward, every step back, and every wonder of the unknown future. Oh. Somehow because of this, because of Tornado, I know everything will be okay. 
which is not something you can normally say about things named tornado. But <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, but this tornado is fluffy and full of loves and snuggles. Yes. And, like, they have a picture of Tornado and this woman's son. And this son is, like, is has got his head on Tornado's su- stomach and is, like, Aww. touching him. And, and like, that was Aww. originally a no-no. You know, isn't that adorable? Right. Um, yes. I love it. So, this next one is named Wally. Um... Wally. These all have the best names. Don't they? Um, Marine Dan Lasko returned from combat overseas missing a leg and with PTSD, which sometimes affects people for a lifetime. Yes. Um, flashbacks of trauma can trigger anxiety, fear, anger, and a slew of other emotions that inhibit normal ways of going about life. Um, I was always looking over my shoulder, thinking that something's going to happen, Lasko says in a pedigree mini-documentary. He visited his local VA center, which put him in contact, in contact with Vet Dogs, a charity that focuses on connecting veterans and first responders with service dogs to help them cope with PTSD. Um, vet Dogs introduced Lasko to Wally, who helps Lasko with daily activities such as balancing and bracing, which can be difficult for him with his prosthetic leg. Wally okay. also helps him cope with his anxiety and flashbacks. Um, Wally's taught me patience. He taught me loyalty. He taught me how to be myself again. Um, Puppies! Aren't they cute? They're um, the best! Don't buy a puppy. And just because it's a puppy, it will become a dog and it requires your love. Yes. Also, oh. um once I get these notes posted, um you can go to these articles and they have pictures of all of these animals. So if you just want something to brighten your day, I 100% recommend going to these articles and looking at these pictures. Oh. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> uh, this next one is named Raider, and he is a German Shepherd who is a service dog and companion. Raider. Yes, he's so I cute. I almost Hamlet would have if if Hamlet didn't come with his name, mm-hmm. we would have named him Radar. <laughs> oh, because of his ear. Oh, I love that. Oh, my sweet boy. Yeah. Um. So, Raider is a service dog and companion to Marine veteran Chris Gallier. Um, I got Raider when I felt like I was in a dark cave and there was no chance of seeing the light again. And getting him was like getting a little glint of hope. Um, oh, he can tell when I get anxious and when I get irritable. So, he comes up and nuzzles me to remind me that everything's going to be Okay. See, that's one thing I seriously need help with because I can get really yeah. irritable um, just because my anxiety and depression tends to come out that way and I don't mean mm-hmm. for it to, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Gallier was attending promotion and retirement ceremonies in Camp Pendleton when Raider slipped out the door of their hotel room and was gone before Gallier could retrieve him. When I lost sight of him, I immediately started panicking. I didn't know what to do. I was frantic, and I just wanted my battle buddy back. Um, He searched all night for his beloved service dog to no avail. Happily, Raider was found and kept at a nearby 
Veterinary Hospital. When the office opened the next day, staff members helped Gallier and Raider reunite. Um, oh, I would absolutely panic. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Me too. I mean, that's like losing your prescription or something. Oh, you know, yeah. Or your fucking car keys. Like, I mean, <laughs> you're, like, fucked. Yeah. Oh. Um, so this last one, his name is Figo. Um, they don't have a picture of him, but, and I don't know why. Um, so Golden Retriever Figo saved his human's life one summer day in 2015. Audrey Stone has severely limited vision as in, and is considered legally blind, according to USA Today. The pair were taking their usual daily walk and had just started to cross the street when Figo noticed that a mini bus was approaching. He immediately placed his body between the bus and stone. The bus, um, the bus struck both Figo and Stone, seriously injuring the pair. I knew he was hurt, and I was a mess. I looked like a war zone. Um, I remember Figo standing there looking at me, trying to get close to me, but he didn't know what to do because he knew I was hurt. After multiple oh. surgeries, the pair recovered together and are grateful to still have oh. each other. Oh my god. Hamlet <laughs> just looked at me with his eyes. <laughs> Come here, baby. No. I promise you I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't tell a story where the dog definitely died at the end. No. <laughs> trying to save his human, no. I know. Um, Bayer. He just looked at me with his big old eyes. He can tell when every time I get upset. Oh. And he usually comes and nuzzles me because he's the sweetest. That's why I think he would make an amazing therapy dog. Oh, yeah. Um. So, in this article says, This holiday season, consider making a donation to a reputable charity, such as Paws with a Cause, to help unite service dogs with those in need. Paws with a Cause. That's so cute. Yeah, if you really want to help, like, veterans and people with disabilities, donate to stuff like that. Don't donate. Yeah. Don't donate to, what is it, that that veterans organization that they, um, that they promote on Fox News all the time. They're not... Oh, I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's bullshit, though. It, it is. Like, the people that run it just take all the money for themselves and don't actually help. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh, people suck. Yeah. So. Uh, Amy wants to play so bad. <laughs> Poor buddy. It was just a minute, buddy. Just a minute. Okay. We're playing a little bit. <laughs> so this next one is from OneGreenPlanet.org. And so these are not just all dogs. Um, These are eight right. amazing therapy animals and their stories. Uh, it was written by Hannah Sintac. Sintac. Sentinac, and it was posted sure. seven years ago. <laughs> um, Hamlet, stop. <laughs> so you just squeaked his toy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you're okay. Um, so this first one cracks me up. Um, dogs and cats aren't the only critters in the animal therapy game. Just ask the folks at Mountain Peaks. There you Peaks. go. You need a PTSD, anxiety, depression cat. <laughs> yes. Or. <laughs> or. Or. I could go to Mountain Peaks Therapy llama. Llamas and Alpacas in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his name's Cooper. That's the best name or, for a llama I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, in Vancouver. Sorry. The llama. Oh. Uh, the llama that they're uh, featuring is named Rojo. 
and oh, never mind <laughs> that's the best name i thought it was cooper <laughs> that's cute cooper would be really cute too um but we've got yes. rojo the therapy llama and napoleon the therapy alpaca oh my god <laughs> napoleon <laughs> um the therapy alpaca <laughs> They are getting famous for their frequent visits to local hospitals, rehab facilities, and schools. That's adorable. Right? (laughs) Tina, you fat lord. Go eat some dinner. (laughs) Eat the food. That's what I think of every time I think of a llama. (laughs) I think of the llamas and hats um, videos. Llamas and hats. They they were these extraordinarily oh, the, fucked up YouTube videos. People. Yeah, Carl that, that, that kills people. Carl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kills people. That turned into a Walking Dead meme too. That was pretty funny. Oh, nice, Carl. Um, that kills people, Carl. I remember that. <laughs> so this next one is Oscar the therapy There's cat. There's also the llama song. Did you ever know the llama song? No. Oh, shoot. What was it? Here's a llama. There's a llama and another little llama. Llama, llama, cheese, <gasps> yes. llama, 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 duck. I was once a tree house. I lived in a cake, but I never saw the way the orange laid the rake. I was only two years dead when I heard the tale. Now listen, listen, little child, to the safety rail. Did you ever see a llama kiss a llama on the llama? Llama taste of llama, 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 duck. Yeah. I remember that now. How how could I yes. ever have forgotten that? Exactly. <laughs> This will now be stuck in your head for the next 17 days. <laughs> yes. The new earworm. <laughs> um, okay. So now we have Oscar the therapy Hashtag cat. ear warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Cats. Okay. <laughs> yes. So probably the world's most famous therapy cat. Oscar is known for his ability to predict death. Oscar. Uh, He gained fame back in 2007 when he was featured in the New England Journal of Medicine. For years, the four-legged prognosticator has shown an uncanny ability to predict the impending death of terminally ill patients at the Steerhouse Nursing and Rehab Center in Providence, Rhode Island. That's so cool. Right? So there's, um, sorry, this made me think of this. Hammy, stop. There's a, um... There's a there there's an episode a couple episodes of Outlander and in the hospital um during a smallpox episode like smallpox outbreak in in France mm-hmm. and they've got a little puppy who helps who helps them like find infections and stuff because he like sniffs and finds it and he's so sweet he's like a little Jack Russell Terrier oh and then he'll like lay on the chest of someone to like comfort them and stuff he's just the best oh his name is his name is Bouton <laughs> like <laughs> that's buttons. cute like buttons no buttons the hospital puppy well sorry continue you're okay um oscar is known for curling up alongside patients and staying with them until they die offering comfort and love and then quietly leaving the room oh kitties what a sweet boy that's awesome i know and and he's Every just so hospital cute needs uh needs a kitty they do they really do um so next we have spartacus um akita oh. therapy dog 
Uh, Spartacus. Oh. When the horror happened at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newton, uh, Connecticut, Spartacus, an Akita therapy dog, was among the first on scene. He remained on campus in the months that followed. Uh, Fuck. Offering support and companionship to the traumatized students, teachers, and other responders. His impact even helped lead Connecticut government officials to pass a new law that mandates all victims have access to therapy dogs within 24 hours of a crisis. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't it? Because we need, we need the loves, Hammy. Eh? We do. People need puppies and puppies need people. Yes. It's a symbiotic relationship here. <laughs> this is making me want to go cuddle my dog, but she's being a little shit today. So I don't know if she'll <laughs> let me. Rocky. <laughs> cuddle Rocky. I will. Um, Your therapy guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this next one is Hector, the pit bull therapy dog. Oh, Hector. I bet he's Hispanic, man. Uh, probably. Uh, because w- he is one of the 47 victims rescued from Michael Vick's dogfighting operation back in 2007. <gasps> Fuck. Yes. <coughs> uh, but after his rescue and subsequent adoption, Hector's new owners had him trained as a therapy dog. These days, yes, Hector's motto... are the sweetest. Yes. Hector's motto is, the only thing I fight is discrimination. And judging by his Facebook page, he spends his time playing in meadows, sleeping in the sun, and visiting schools to teach kids compassion towards animals. Fuck yeah, he does. Good puppy. <laughs> uh, so, so next we have Good boy. Uh, Lexi, a German Shepherd therapy dog. Um. And partner to 82nd Airborne psychiatrist uh, Major Christine Rumeyer. Dedicated Lexi serves her country by supporting members of the military at Fort Bragg. With the rank of Lieutenant Colonel, she's the fort's only therapy dog. In addition, she's a Lieutenant Colonel! <laughs> she is! Um, in addition, she's helping to further the cause of pet-supported therapy for soldiers dealing with post-war stress and other trauma. She often allows soldiers to come... To overcome any stigma about seeking treatment. Um, wow. And next we have Buttercup the Therapy Pig. Um, <laughs> I love pigs. Me too. This- They're so smart and so sweet. I struggle with bacon <laughs> so much because I love pigs so much. Oh my god, me too. Um... Oh, this adorable 70-pound miniature Vietnamese pot-bellied pig has a talent for working with special needs kids. Her partner is speech pathologist Lois Brady, and they spend their time visiting San Francisco schools. Buttercup is super calm and easygoing manner makes her a huge hit with kids who might otherwise be afraid. She helps autistic children improve their social skills, and one severely autistic boy even spoke to his classmates for the first time after stroking Buttercup. Ah! Okay, I might cry. Continue. Oh, going, fuck, quick. that one hit me. Um, <laughs> yep, keep going. So, now we have Elsa, the pit bull therapy dog. 
Um, Elsa's young life was marked by abuse and neglect, and at one year old, she suffered an embolism that left her back legs barely functional. Oh, no! Eventually, eventually, the lovely lass came into the care of Kelly Dan, who got her into physical therapy and registered her for a pet visitation program. Now Elsa, winner of the British Columbia Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals' Animal Hero Award in 2013, yes. um, she visits long-term care patients as well as those suffering from spinal cord injuries. She can move a bit on her oh. own, but most of the time she's fitted with a special cart. This re- oh. <laughs> this reminds me. I so saw she doesn't get tired. <laughs> I saw this dog at PetSmart the other day, and he was in like a doggy wheelchair, and he was so mad <laughs> because oh. I think he was really used to being like picked up and carried because they eventually had to pick him oh. up and carry him, and he did That's not so want to move. <laughs> His dad was rotten as fuck. Yeah. He just like stopped in the middle of the store and his dad like kept like tugging on his leash like, come on, buddy, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And his mom was like, he doesn't like it. (laughs) Pick him up. Yeah. He doesn't want to (laughs) move. Oh, rotten boy. Right. That's hilarious. Somebody just woke up. (laughs) Oh, so this last one is Xander, the pug therapy dog. Um, so having had both his eyes removed after an accident as a young pup, Xander looks a little Ah! different, but blindness hasn't stopped this adorable pooch from living life to the fullest. And that's the message he imbues to his patients. The little pug helps comfort victims of child abuse, working with organizations like Klamath Lake Cares and Hands and Words Are Not For Hurting. He gives kisses, brings smiles, and inspires folks all over the place. That's amazing. Right? That's so important, too, so that you can, to break the cycle. Yeah. And they have a picture of him just cheesing. He's so cute. Oh. And, yeah, that's that's all I have. But I just thought that those it. were really heartwarming and made me happy. So They are. Those were so good. <laughs> I love the llamas and the alpaca. <laughs> me, too. That's so funny. I love the pig. Oh. Yes. Oh, man. All right. Shall we play a game and uh, go eat dinner? Yeah. It's your turn. All right. Cool. Okay. So this is our game by Drunk Stunder's Stupid Called If You Had To. And my card says, if you had to, would you marry the person on the judge's left? What is that? The defendant? I don't know what that means. Oh, that, that means like if we were playing in a circle... Oh, oops, I'm going to draw a different card. Yeah. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be the defendant? How you know you're into true crime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, never mind. Okay, so would you wear full scuba equipment whenever you leave the house? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or. Or. Demolish it. An entire house with a tiny three-inch hammer. (laughs) I pick mine. I pick mine. I think that could be cathartic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Wait till you get started. You'll be bored in an hour. All right. Um, (laughs) 
All right. Well, my child just woke up, so this is perfect timing. Yep. Um, we love you guys. We hope you're staying safe. Happy. Hope you're enjoying the holidays. Get that Christmas tree up. Bake the cookies. Make a pie. Make a cake. Make them both. Watch all the Christmas movies. <laughs> yes. Do all the things. Oh, I hear somebody some yelling. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we love you guys. Stay safe. And remember. You are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.